The Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week eight of the college football season, and Connor, we have four high-level matchups, including probably the one that you've been basically been waiting on, and basically anybody that's a fan of the Big Ten and college football altogether has been waiting on. Determine uh, the second. This no. is second of the games. Yeah, number one is at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like this is. So far this season, I think this should probably, I think, could eclipse the Washington and Oregon game, especially as somebody that grew up in the Midwest, too, and is in Big Ten country. I think everybody's really... I guess if you're looking at it that way, then it's all three games. It's Ohio State versus Penn State, it's Penn State versus Michigan, and then it's Ohio State versus Michigan. Well, but, this, but at the same time, yeah, this is the first one. This is the one that we're going to find out a lot about these of both of these football teams. Here. Exactly. So the game we're talking about, obviously, Ohio State, Penn State, OSU is laying four and a half points. Over-under set at 45 and a half. Like you said, this is one of the three games between all three of these schools here that's really going to dictate what happens in the Big Ten East. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just looking at the matchup for this game, uh, both teams are extremely similar if you've watched them at all this season. Good defense behind a great defensive line. Keep going. <laughs> behind a great defensive line and edge rushers. Uh, the pass offenses are working to find their flow, especially like Penn State's trying to find that explosiveness. Ohio State's trying to find some consistency as far as both pass games are going. And at the same time, the rush offenses haven't been as effective as we projected. Like Penn State was coming into this season with who I thought were two of the best rushers in the Big Ten and watching the games, like they haven't been as effective as they were last season. And for Ohio State, I mean, we've been consistently dinged up at the running back room, obviously with Trey, but we have so many that we just can't throwing them out there uh i guess and the one thing for the one difference in these offenses ohio state's been slightly more uh explosive this season you haven't really seen the explosive pass plays from penn state like if you look at the stats the, the explosive plays haven't been there for penn state um obviously the trenches will be the biggest part of this game um and it really just depends which offensive line protects their quarterback and is able to make the open those holes for the running backs. But when I look at this game, two great defenses, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game, so I am on the under 45-and-a-half. Uh, I mean, that's where I would lean when it comes to like a total. Obviously, game. I'm not going to bet a side. 
No, but then, I mean, you're still technically kind of betting aside because you still got to, like, Ohio State's not scoring 45 points by themselves in this game. Honestly, in this game. Or you're betting the under, never mind. Yeah, I bet the. you don't want anybody to score. Yeah, I bet the under. At the end of the day, do I really give a fuck? No. I want Ohio State to win. That's all that matters to me. See, I don't, when I got super into, like, gambling from, like, I mean, I was, I started when I was around 16. And then by about 21 is when I really, really, really got Way to out it. yourself as a true degenerate. I mean, I, I've been very open on this podcast about it. And then after, when I got to around like 21, like all my fandom just kind of, the only team that I really hold any stock in and any fandom in is the Commanders. It's the only team I care about. All my fandom for every other Which sucks because it makes it harder for me to get back at you anytime that you poke at me for the Bengals, oh, yeah. for Ohio State, or anything. Like, dude, you can ask anybody in my family. I watch every single fucking Duke basketball game growing up. Every single one. Do I care now? Not one bit. Could give a shit less. I bet against them all the time. Um, for me, as a player in this game, I'm, I'm staying the fuck away. To me, this is a coin flip. Like, I don't know who's going to win. I don't even care about the spreads. Like, just who's going to win this this football game is a coin flip. You could tell me Penn State is going to win, and you can make a case for it, and I would probably agree with you. You can tell me Ohio State's going to win in this game, and you can make a case for it, and I probably would agree with you. I will say, in the coin toss game, the one thing it, that there's a lot of things that do lean Ohio State. Granted, I, that spread is at such a weird number that I wouldn't want to lay it. If it was three, two and a half, yeah, I'd probably want to, or I'd probably be giving out late with Ohio State. But when you look at it, Ohio State has been more explosive. Look at Penn State's schedule. Who the fuck have they played? Absolutely no one. Who who on that schedule is the best win? West Virginia. Yeah, I'm sorry, but far. but West Virginia might be turning into a pumpkin. They, dude, okay, so no, no. They lost on a fucking Hail Mary in like a, the most spot of sports. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. One of the best 30 teams in football still. But at the, at the same time, you have a hostile environment at Ohio State. You have a fresh or true... Uh, True sophomore, first big game that he has gonna is gonna be starting as the as the quarterback. So like for that reason, like there's slight leans for Ohio State, but I mean I can't give it out. It's my team. Um, I'm yeah, just, for that West Virginia slander, give me the points of Penn State. I'll take that for go and fuck yourself. Right What's um, Ohio State's best one? Like Notre Dame, like Notre Dame beat USC, but it's also should have lost to Duke, lost to lost to Louisville. Like obviously OSU beat them. Like do we? I don't really. Who okay like, outside of West Virginia? Who the fuck is Penn State? That's that's, that's that's very true. Like, but if you put West Virginia and Notre if you Dame put on, West Virginia and and Notre Dame on a neutral site, that's a two touchdown spread. Not even close. Yes. Not even close. Like the numbers, the numbers just aren't there. It's seven. It's probably about a seven and a half. Seven, I don't agree half. with that. Well, fuck. I mean, that might be what you think. That's just not what the line's gonna be. But let's move on to another team that Connor loves here. Uh, Tennessee, Alabama. Alabama is laying eight and a half points. Over under set at forty seven and a half. Can Nick Saban and then and the Crimson Tide get revenge after Tennessee beat them in Rocky Top last year? Going to be a lot different game than it was uh, last year. Yeah. I mean, what? what Both I for, teams are completely. I forget different. what the over under was for that game, but it soared way over. Um, so while. Tennessee's offense has taken a step back this season. The defense has taken a step forward. They're not the same pushover defense, but going from, I think it was top five offense last season and dropping to like now they're in the 30s as far as offense. 
Like, that's not very good. Um, Like, sort of in the Penn State-Ohio State game, both offenses are very uh, similar. Chuck it deep and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, that's what we all... Everybody wants to criticize Jalen Milrow for his, like, his passing ability, but... He dude, dude does is throw a really really good deep ball. Mm-hmm. He can't hit the intermediate hit like a five yard out or even like a nice screen pass. I will say I think Tennessee has a slight advantage in the run game, but when you, but when you're comparing the quarterbacks as far as running, like I think Milrow's got the edge there, but. Oh, we haven't really thousand percent got the edge there. Well, I mean, the one thing about that Milton does have going for him is when he does run, he's got the ability to truck people. Whereas Jalen's trying to get out of bounds and like save his body, which is obviously is the smart thing to do. For, which is weird because Jalen's definitely like way more muscular than Hendon Hooker. Like Hendon Hooker might be smaller than me, muscular wise. <laughs> He's so skinny, but he can launch a football five thousand yards. I you don't mean understand. Milton. Milton, yes, yeah. my bad. Well, Milton's also six five. Yeah, Milrow's <laughs> built like a middle linebacker. Yeah, no, he is. Um, but as far as the running backs in the run game, I think Tennessee has the advantage. Like, obviously, Bama has probably more talented players in the running back room, but they haven't been as effective this year. Now, that could just be that teams are completely selling out to stop the run and tell tell you, like, hey, Milrow's going to have to win this game for you. Um, so I think when the, looking at this game, it's, Again, which defensive line can get more pressure? Because these are two very good defensive lines in the SEC. It's like, who's going to be able to get home more? Um, I was honestly surprised that the num- where the total was. So I'm taking the under 48.5, which disgusts yeah. me, especially last year. I was all over this over. Yeah, I think it's not a, that's not a terrible play, too, because I like – if you haven't watched college football since last season or been as invested in like Tennessee's not the same. This is completely like the defense is actually like not bad anymore. Honestly, if we could retroactively go back after seeing what this Tennessee team looks like last from from last year or this year, I think that we could have gotten uh Hendon Hooker to New York. Granny, he probably wasn't going to win the Heisman, but seeing how this offense is without him, he deserved to have been a Heisman finalist last season. Yeah, one thousand percent. Like, he, I mean, he probably would have been there anyway if it wasn't for the ACL injury. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, I'm laying the points of Bama. I'll take the eight. I'll lay the eight and a half here. I think Tennessee's really. I don't think Tennessee's good. I don't think Joe Milton's good. I think he's actually really bad, and I think he's very much on par with Joe. Uh, Joe Milrow. Like he's got J- the Jalen Milrow. He just combined their names. The damn JMs that are here are very hard. <laughs> they both are very, very similar freaking names. Yeah. But I know. he's got the biggest arm in the world and he's going to he's gonna be some NFL draft scouts like wet dream, but he is just he has no accuracy. I will say though, think like looking at games from this season, like Texas was able to get some of those deep balls to connect against Alabama. Yeah, Granted, he's not accurate. A, yeah, <laughs> Quinn's a problem. lot more accurate. Yeah, and the revenge factor here, and a lot. This is the spot here. Oh yeah, the Bama team, the Bama fans are going to be going nuts this game. Yeah, more than anything, I think Joe Milrow is just running for his life all day. Dude can't complete passes in an empty pocket, and that, like the Alabama's, the fans are going to be crazy. It's going to be an electric environment. It's not something I'm like crazy in love with, but I will lay the eight and a half here. Um, 
Duke, Florida State. Florida State is laying 14.5 points. Over-under set at 49.5. Now, there's some reports out there that are telling you Riley Leonard's going to play. I would be absolutely Yeah, reportedly right now he is a game-time decision. If he was a game-time decision, or if he wasn't a game-time decision and he had any chance of playing, this line would would have dipped under the 14. Either that or Vegas is anticipating if he does play, he's not going to be as effective. That is true too. And then, and that's also because honestly, like if you look at the big games that Duke has won or been in, i.e. the Notre Dame game, Riley's legs were what made them so good on offense. If he's not, I mean, the injury is a high ankle sprain. He's not going to be able to be as effective with his legs. No, not at all. And honestly, like thinking about Peyton and that and verse and all that whole D line for Florida state, like he's going to be under some pressure. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what his MO is, is being able to run and create time in the pocket and when he does throw the ball, he needs to kind of roll out and be able to find the open guy and have the plays break down. The dude's not like I love Riley Leonard. I'm a Duke fan, to a degree, but the the scouts that are falling in love with him in the NFL, I just don't understand it because he's not a true. He cannot drop back in the pocket and throw the ball all the way around. But also, that could be a like a lot of quarterbacks. Like, could it be a product of the talent around you? Like, no offense to Duke, like. Elko's been doing great there. Is he really getting like the blue chip players? Is he like he's been hitting the portal? He's been doing good things. He but it's been more of a development, not like raw talent that you can eventually keep going. But um, I will say it is going to be very fun to watch OSU or FSU's offense versus Duke's uh, defense. More specifically. FSU wide receivers versus that Duke secondary. I mean, we know about the dudes that Florida State has and Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson. But at the same time, Duke has a very, very good secondary. They basically made it hard for Clemson to move the ball without or by only running the ball. Like they mm-hmm. could not pass on the secondary. Notre Dame struggled to throw on the secondary. I mean, it's going to be. The, I think the kid, too, that's been out, Blades. It's supposed it, to be back for this game. Is it Blades? Yeah, uh, Al Blades, yeah. the Miami transfer. He will be back for the. He's supposed to be back for this game too. So I mean that that is big, but uh, I think where this game is won or lost is can Duke's defense keep it close enough late in the game because your offense is going to be handicapped obviously without Leonard, uh, and even if you have Leonard, like we talked about, how much is he going to be able to move in the pocket? Because I. Honestly, if I see if I'm FSU's D coordinator and I see Leonard back there, I'm bringing pressure nonstop. Like bring five, bring six. Yeah, make Riley beat you with his arm too. Exactly. Something he's honestly he's like we've just we've been ha- like hammering at it. Like when the plays break down and he can find an open lane is where he makes his money. I don't have a pick in this game. I've been, dude, I've been trying to find any sort of edge anywhere, looking at team totals or anything like that. I, and like the uncertainty of Leonard makes it hard for me to bet this game. Yeah. I, the only thing I would lean is towards the under here because I don't think Florida State score more than like 35 points in this football game. Like Duke's defense is too good. Mike Elko is way too good of a coach for this. For them Which is crazy because I them. was looking at the team total. I believe FSU's team total is like 32 and a half. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I could win an under on a 
35-14 game. I just and I I don't think Duke's gonna be able to score to score. So I I like the under here. The reason I wouldn't lay with either side is I think Duke's defense is good enough to keep them in this football game. But I don't think they can score. So Florida State gets up early and it's eventually like twenty one. And you to don't want to lay it with FSU because of that hook. Yeah. If it if it's I yeah I I can't lay it. I would lean towards the under. That's really the only play I want. Yeah, I couldn't. I really tried and I couldn't find shit. Uh, lastly, the big games here: Utah is visiting USC. Um, the numbers my uh, late USC is laying seven points here. Over under set at fifty two and a half. USC looking. Utah has won two in a row. Beat USC twice last season. The USC is looking for revenge here. Um, obviously, I'm just gonna say right now, Cameron Rising's not playing this football game for Utah. I mean, I'm hoping and praying. Yeah, he's a, he's not playing though, because obviously, like that completely changes uh, everything for you for Utah. Until he off. steps on the football field, I'm just not going to believe it. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, like, just sit him down. He can play next year. He yeah. can use the medical red shirt, and he'll be back. I mean, uh, biggest question is like, how does USC get off the mat? Like, I know in like watching the press conference with Caleb when they were talking about uh, the kid that came up to him and was talking shit. And like, he seems like he's still got his confidence and everything like that. But I mean, that was just complete and utter domination. Like you got completely dominated by Notre Dame. So, I mean, that's a big question. Like, can you bounce back from this? And I mean, this isn't, I mean, it's like a double bounce back. Not only are you bouncing back from the Notre Dame loss, but you're trying to bounce back from Utah basically owning you last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a play. Well, we'll get to what my play is later, but I don't really have anything of confidence in this game. Like, it sucks. I know that line got as low as four and a half. Didn't you get Utah at like nine? What? I or no, you just you had texted me that it was at nine. It was yeah. crazy. Started at nine and a half. Yeah, nine and a half, and then come Monday it was four and a half, and now it's been up to seven. So I really don't have a play. Like honestly, it seems like the like if I had a lean, I'd probably lay it with USC. Yeah, I that's my list. I just too. don't I think I'm going to as well. I just don't know if Utah's offense is going to be able to keep up, but also at the same time, like Utah had that offense figured out last season, especially in the in the Pac-12 championship game. Mm-hmm. The first the first game at Utah, like that came down to a Cam Rising two point conversion to win it. The Pac-12 championship that was just complete and utter domination by Utah. So, yeah, I don't have a play. If I leaned, it would be USC. Yeah, it sucks. Like, these last two of the big games on the slate here would be just... I mean, this weekend would be absolutely insane. If Cam Rising's playing for Utah and Riley Leonard's playing for Duke, like, how awesome this slate would be. Now, mm-hmm. I still think these are both going to be really good games, but obviously having, like, their superstar it's quarterbacks handy. They're a little bit handicapped. Yeah. Um. All right. All right, buddy. How many plays do you think you have left here? I probably... I have 10. You have 10? Yes. I'll come up with that here. So I'll kick it off to you and let you start here. Um, I'm just going to keep it simple, stupid. Uh, LSU Army over 58. I know it's weird to take a service academy in an over. Army's get, not a typical service academy anymore. It's not so. even that. It, LSU is 
basically undefeated two overs this season. I've been literally betting them every single week. Offensively, they can put up as many points as they fucking want. Defensively, they can't stop shit. Really think I only need maybe two touchdowns from Army to get this over. And I think they can get it too because USC's, or USC, LSU's, like front isn't terrible. It's their secondary. You can just throw all over them. Exactly. And Army actually throws the ball now. Yeah. So like this is not a typical triple option Army football team. They will throw the ball. I don't absolutely hate that either. And I think like Jaden Daniels probably could easily be like number two in the Heisman rankings. Oh, absolutely. In my Heisman rankings, he's number two. Yeah, absolutely. He has like from a statistic standpoint, he is having one of the best seasons a college football quarterback could ever actually have. Uh, just looking at it, I know I said at 48 or 58, uh, it's up to 59 and a half. I still think that's good. Anything under 60 is good. Okay. Um, Where do I want to go here? Let's do the easy ones first here. Um, it's been, it's just basically been an autoplay. I'm laying the points of Buffalo on the road against state minus seven. Now, Buffalo has been very similar to Bowling Green. They've been very Mac. They've they basically been representing the Mac very well. You, they're very hot and cold. You never know what you're going to get with them. But I always Kinda like Northern Illinois. I always know what I'm getting with Kent State. The worst team in college football in the FBS. Yes. Play the points of Buffalo. System play. Going to ride it till, till it basically kills me here. All right. Uh, next one for me. Disgusting under. Uh, we are taking the under... Well, I guess it's down to 40. I w- as long as it starts with a four, take it. Uh, we are taking the under 40 in Rutgers, Indiana. This is just going to be a disgusting game. This is going to be on. This is probably going to be on the screen that has no volume. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is when we have a bunch of quads, a lot of them have no volume. Well, no, I yeah. Well, I was I was thinking to my at home setup because I have a, just a regular computer monitor that's hooked up to a Roku that has no sound, and then I have my iPad, my one TV that's quad screen on my Xbox, and then obviously my big TV that's quad screen on YouTube TV. But th- this will be on delegated to the no sound monitor. Yeah, and just every once in a while look over. Oh, it's 3-0 in the second quarter? All right. All right, so move on here. I mean, that's more than likely what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to lay it with Clemson. I'm going to lay the minus three against Miami. We are in agreement that on this. Be a squ- that might be a – I thought it was going to be the squares play of the weekend. I assumed that like 85-ish percent of the bets were on Clemson. No, it's – Actually, pretty close. Fifty-seven percent of the bets are on Clemson right now. Yeah, it's it's weird because I think that line opened up at two and a half. It got bet up to three and a half, and now it's back down to three. Yeah, I absolutely love this play. Jr. in the chat. He's thirty-four bets in now. I love it. <laughs> Dive into degeneracy, buddy. Um, yeah, I just i I think there might be a little bit of quit in Miami coming. We come off the Georgia Tech game where obviously. Chris the ball had a chance to kneel the ball. They don't. They fumble. We all know what happens. And then that North Carolina game, you know, they kind of came out with some fire. And then the second half, it just all unraveled. And North Carolina completely dominated the second half of that football game. And it seemed like there was just no pure effort. There was a lot of missed tackles where there was just no hustle in it. And I think we might just have – they might, like, play super hard early, but the second it starts going south, they're just going to – 
kind of mailing in here. And Clemson again, they are four and two. I know they've lost to Florida State, and they lost to Duke. Clemson's still like a top twenty-five, like level, like talent level football team. They might like, be t- honestly by like if you go by recruiting rankings, blue chip ratio, whatever. They might well, be a top fifteen. They're team. probably top ten when it comes to blue chips and stuff like that. It's just obviously the quarter- it's just not clicking. The, the the offensive coordinator we don't really we're not really sold on Gary Riley and Cade Cublin. I mean we were sold on him at t- TCU. It's just it, it's more we're not sold on the head coach or maybe that's just me who thinks <sighs> the, he's a fucking clown. He's a fucking clown. He's a fucking clown. I'm just gonna try. We made this team in God's name, image, and likeness. Okay, so I <laughs> as a Christian I don't hate that. It's just very corny. <laughs> fucking corny as shit hit the portal and maybe you'll have a good team yeah and quit promoting like obviously you, you got garrett riley from tcu but you can't just keep promoting your friends i'm also just chalking tcu season up to like just a miracle on ice type of season there's nothing i can base anything they they did off of any anything. No, like, i mean fuck uh, well no the you know what tcu needs to do they just need to Start Chandler Morris for like the first game, and then go to the backup, and they yeah, might make just it have to the net. Get hit by a freight train and get hurt, and somebody else come in. All right, from one team that I hate to another team that I hate in a rivalry game, we're gonna lay the twenty-four with Michigan. I, I love this even more now. Now that everything's came out and Michigan's in like, what do you mean? I I mean, what what could be possibly going on with uh, Michigan? I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Here. We're uh, in the pick spot, but... I mean, the, uh, this, basically bet, doing this bet came to me in a sign. So, I mean... Oh, yeah, real funny. <laughs> you, should, you fucking do stand-up, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Dude. no, you know what's even scary? I didn't even realize what the guy's name that w- has been the one behind this whole probe. Yeah, his name's Connor, and it's spelled exactly the same way. Which is I'm a little like, different. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Did you see the Greg Schiano halftime interview? Oh, yeah, now it makes sense. Because I watched Holy that. Holy shit. I watched that halftime uh, interview. First off, preface it for the listeners if, in case nobody ever Obviously, uh, if you've been living under a rock for the last, I'd say, 48 hours, there is an investigation on the University of Michigan, you know, school with high morals, uh, into sign stealing. That Which they, every single team in college football tries to do. But apparently they have a vast network of scouts that have been going to either practices or games to figure out opposing teams' signs. Um, and they've literally had one guy who was a former Marine, Connor, I don't know how you say his last name, uh, who's been literally in charge of once they see a sign, let them know. And yeah, explains a lot. Um, either way, I definitely think that Michigan is the far superior team, whether they know the signs or not, but I just think that this Michigan state team is heading to quit territory, especially if they get absolutely boat raced in this game. Like I think that they can. Yeah. If they do, especially, they're also going to have a lot of guys in the portal. Um, well, I mean, they already have guys in the portal right now. No, I'm saying you're going to get a lot more guys like added into that I don't, and a lot of quit here. I forget. What is the rule as far as hitting the portal after a coach quits? I think it's like up to a month. I I have no idea. Dude, I, but, can't, I can't yeah, understand it's, the portal. I'll never be able to understand it. Um, I don't hate that, too. I was very I, – I don't know the number – Granted, I got it at 25. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm seeing the chat. Is it 24 and a half right now? Yeah, 24. 24 and a half. Well, 
depending on where you look around. But yeah, I I still think either way, lay it with Michigan. There, I mean, ever since Harbaugh has came back, they have been really putting it onto teams. And you know, especially now, just like kind of like I said, like the, every more incentive to kind of lay it on somebody. What try to prove that you weren't stealing signs? Yeah, and then this the sign stealing thing. I to that level is probably is definitely not good. Mm-hmm. But like, every well, when you're already on probation, so everybody's trying to. No, I agree, but also I've never understood why college football doesn't have the mic in the helmet, yeah, like the NFL does. I I know for some schools, like it, like they don't have the same amount of money to spend, but. I don't know. All right, this is a again typical Cody here going back to the well. I th- I'm gonna lay on with Georgia Southern this week. Georgia Southern sixteen and a half against ULM. Now ULM, I, could, I wanted to, but after seeing what happened last week, it really scared the shit. Well, the biggest, the big thing for me in the reasoning is Davis Brin's numbers at home compared to on the road are just there it's night and day and it was that way when he was at Tulsa as well he's a much different quarterback he takes care of the football when he's at home and when Davis Brin takes care of football or takes care of the football Georgia Southern is one of the best teams in the Sun Belt and ULM yes they've kept it close they kept it close to Texas State this weekend Texas State might be just a little bit of fool's gold and kind of got hot for a little bit uh don't you dare say that because they cashed our over on the win total they did but I think Georgia Southern kind of regroups here. Davis Brennan throws all over that ULM secondary, which is god-awful in a bottom 30 in college football. And Georgia Southern has a big bounce-back spot here. So I'll lay the 16.5 here. All right. Back to the disgusting unders. Give me – oh, wow. This has dropped significantly since I bet it. I got it at 43. It's still in the 40s. Take the under 40.5 in Wisconsin – Illinois. The Brett Bielema Bowl. And the Jim Leonard Bowl. Oh, yeah. I forgot Jim. I forgot about Jim Leonard. Yeah. I mean, really, what do you expect from these offenses? These offenses are trash. Defenses are pretty good. Is Mordecai playing? No, I I think 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 he's done. I don't think he's done. He's, I know he broke his hand. Yeah. So he's definitely out. And, I mean, no offense, Altmeyer has not been that good for Illinois, so. No, and I love, I love Luke Altmeyer too. Like, I thought he was, like, not that bad at Ole Miss, either. Granted, I, he, granted, like, that clearly shows that, like, uh, god damn it, I'm blanking. What's Ole Miss's quarterback's name? I fucking forgot. I was about right to now? call. Huh? Like, right now? Yeah. Why oh, can't, fuck. Why can't I think of his name? It's, um. Oh, my god. god. I'll look it up real quick, but keep going. How do I not know that? I almost like, right off the top of my head. I, uh, wow, the, this I, I, uh, Jackson Dart. Jackson, yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Wow, that's, that's bad. Well, the problem is, is we know so like we know a lot of players on these rosters that it like blanking on the quarterback. I mean, that's blanking on like a one loss SEC quarterback though is bad. Because, well, at the same time, do we really believe this is a good team? Even though they have only one loss, I, I still, either way, I'm we're talking about the Illinois Wisconsin under. We're not quick. talking about Ole Miss. I'm still of the mindset that nobody's good this year, at least in the SEC. Um, yeah, I just this game's going to be utterly disgusting. Obviously, I wish it was still at the 43 that I got it at, but 
Still, anything that starts with a four, take the under. All right, where do we want to go from here? Oh, okay. I'm going to lay the points with Hawaii at New Mexico. It's down to one now. This opened. Hawaii was plus two, and then obviously a lot of people bit back on Hawaii here. New Mexico is really, really bad. And I don't know how many games. If you're a true degenerate, you've watched every single Hawaii football game this year because they're rolling so goddamn late. I've, I've honestly tried, but I end up falling. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Brandon Shager, their quarterback, slings that goddamn rock. And New Mexico has a terrible secondary here. And this is probably one of the few games New Mexico State or New Mexico can win in the Mountain West. So I know they're going to give it their all. But the secondary is too bad. Brandon Shager throws too good of a deep ball, and they have good receivers on the end there. So I think Hawaii puts a pretty good number on them and covers this with these. All right. Uh, to the SEC, we will be taking the over 58. Yeah, you could still get 58. The over 58 in U- South Carolina, Mizzou. I think there's just going to be so many damn points in this game. Like, I know South Carolina probably feel like licking their wounds after losing that game to Florida the way that they did especially collapsing, what, up 10 with four minutes left, you said? Yeah. And, yeah, I just think this team's going to come out firing. Spencer Rattler still has been slinging it for South Carolina. And this Mizzou team is not, I mean, I almost said not that bad. They They only have one loss. They are probably the second best team in the SEC East, and it could be by a significant margin. Like I like, I think they're better than Florida. I think they're better. I think there's a good chance that they're better than Tennessee. So I think Mizzou could be the best team or second best team in the S or SEC West. It's gonna be very very interesting when they play Georgia. I know. I I really wish we got it was flip flop from last year and this game was in Columbia. Yeah, and I would actually give because honestly, Missouri we, a punching chance. Like yeah, exactly. Like not not talking the number, I think they'd actually win that game outright. Yeah. Um. All right. I know they let us down last week. They looked terrible from the get go. Keaton Slovis throws a pick six very early. Oh, dude, I thought I ab- totally know this. I thought about I it. I totally know. This. And well, no, I literally Connor thought about tried it. to buy himself back into that football game ninety five freaking times. That game was over. It was because of the parlay, <laughs> but also Keaton Slovis might suck. He might be a reason why Pitt let him go. And USC. But <laughs> I forget about the USC time. I'm going to take the points here. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the plus three BYU hosting Texas Tech. I will say, like, we, you and I have been debating the whole environment thing. Like, Provo is a very tough place to play. Obviously, like, you always The like second to toughest place to play in college football. Debatable. Um, they might maybe second best in the state of Utah. Uh, no, I think Rice Eccles gets crazier. Um, but at the same time, Texas Tech has not been very good on the road. Like, obviously, they lost in Laramie to Wyoming. It's a good Wyoming team, though. This is no, 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 no. I'm, but I'm still saying they have struggled on the road. So, like, for that reason. I do, I have not bet it 
but I am backing you in spirit. I just, after last week, I cannot bet on this BYU team. But I also team. just don't know if Texas Tech is, like, any good. Like, I didn't think they Completely were mid. good to start the season. Well, it, the thing is, is, like... Who have they beat? I can't think of the top of my head. Who they lost they? to Wyoming. They've lost to Wis- or to Oregon. They lost to Kansas State. Yes. I don't know who all they've... Plus, I'm pretty sure that the um, show's out. Here. Oh, no, it's... Yeah, I'm, 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 st- I'm still getting to that point, too, because there's another part of the handicap here. So they beat Baylor, they beat Houston, and they beat Tarleton State. Okay, yeah. So also, yeah, Show didn't play last week. He's he's done for the season. Show, we, mm-hmm. he, we don't have to worry about him anymore. Brandon Morton, who started last week, is a game-time decision. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Morton's the one that's hurt. They're looking to Jack Strong, the true freshman, that's Ooh, probably going to start I'm sorry, game. but I, just saying his name makes me scared. <laughs> Jack oh, Strong. Jake Strong. Sorry. Now he's a pussy. No, it's still with the last name Strong. You're, yeah, I get who. But look, BYU is still a good football team. And we no, saw I, what Texas Tech did when they were in Laramie, in elevation, in a hostile environment. Got up 17 nothing and crumbled. B- For one, like wrong team favored here. BYU should be favored in this football game by three. And I'm taking the, I'm taking the plus three, and I'm taking the money line as well. All right. Next one for me. We're heading to Mountain West. Give me the over 65 and a half in San Jose State, Utah State. Utah State has been consistently one of the best over teams this season. I've been betting them nonstop on overs. And the San Jose State team is a very, very good team. We just saw them drop 52 on New Mexico. Granted, I understand. New Mexico may be bad, but don't let San Jose State's record for you this is a very good team the problem is they probably had one of the toughest schedules in the group of five especially when you have to go up against oregon state usc who else had the oh toledo in the mac which i mean like in a group of five game like that's a tough opponent to play in toledo but either way i think we cash this over with ease let's not forget air force and boise as well I, yeah, I completely forgot about those games. Yeah, like those, they've had a gauntlet. You've lost to Toledo, one loss. Boise, it's still Boise State, but they obviously struggled. Mm-hmm. Air Force undefeated. USC just suffered their first loss, mm-hmm. and Oregon State has one loss. Exactly. Like yeah, I don't think San Jose's that bad. I have also laying the four the uh, four points with San Jose State. I do have that, but I like this over better. Yeah, I'm I'm laying the four points there too because I think San Jose State is very, very much in this game. But now I'll tell you what. In, I might end up betting that over with you here because Utah State, I don't think their offense is very good, but they just put up points. And, like, I've watched the entire – I've watched three or four of their football games. I don't understand how they're scoring points. The offense just looks – does not Sporadic, look – Sporadic, crazy as yes, shit. it's like a beautiful chaos mm-hmm. they have, but they end up in the fucking end zone. Yeah. I don't understand how it Blake is. Anderson, that's why. One of the best coaches in the Mount West and will not get the credit for it. All right. You wouldn't expect this from me, of all people. Oh, God. Oh, I'm taking you... it over. Oh, my God. What the here. fuck's wrong with you? Um, I bet this earlier in the week, so let me make sure that number is still correct. Because it's, it's, it's very Let me high. know. Oh, I, it's I, Okay. Because I probably already bet Well, it. I got screwed in the number here, so <laughs> you guys will get a better number. I'm taking the over 59.5 in the Coastal Carolina-Arkansas State game. It did not have that one on my radar. 
Coastal's offense has like finally like Tim Beck's actually had this offense kind of clicking a little bit. Arkansas State. Yeah, he realized he had a good fucking quarterback and Grayson McCall and actually started using like, let him, him throw right. the football a little bit. Arkansas State has a terrible defense. Southern Miss scored over scored forty nine points on them. And also Jalen Rayner, since taking over the QB duties at Arkansas State, has transform this offense. The kid can play. You can't stay away from this. Dude, he's so good. I, I faded and I hated Arkansas State earlier. I'm pretty season. sure every week you had at least one bet that had involves Arkansas State in one shape or it went the first three weeks, I faded them. They switched to Rainer. I lost the bet week it was either week three or week four. I lose a bet because they switched to him and ever since then I've been backing him. And I've only lost one of those games since then. I can't I don't trust any of these numbers here, but I think Rayner can get them a little bit of points here. And Coastal, you can still score on Coastal Carolina's defense. The offense is what's going to make the money. This is going to be a high-scoring game. We'll get to the live dogs later. All right. Um, next one for me, we're going Pac-12. Going to have to stay up late for it, but lay the points with UCLA. It's up to it's 17. I got it at 16.5. Still love it at 17. They're playing Stanford. Obviously, Stanford is coming off the emotional comeback victory that they had against Colorado, where, it, for all intents and purposes, it looked like it was they were dead. Down 29 nothing at half and magically came back. UCLA is coming off a loss to Oregon State. They're going to want to get right, and this is the ultimate get-right team. Lay it with UCLA. Give me the points with Sanford. You're a fucking 17. clown. I love this player. Yeah. Dante Moore has not shown us yet. Oh, he really? Uh, again, when he's had to go to Utah, to Oregon or uh, Corvallis. I'm sorry, Stanford. What crowd is going to be there to disrupt him? But he also said he just has not. He hasn't played well on the road. Okay, yeah. And guess what? He went against two great defenses. You know what Stanford has? Trash. Dude, I'm. Pretty sure right now, if you line those up, like obviously Dante Moore, I think eventually could be a Heisman candidate. I'm taking Ashton Daniels over him as his, like as a quarterback right now. Okay, I'm taking UCLA. If you're excluding the quarterbacks, I'm taking UCLA's whole team oh, against so Stanford's whole team. But I'm also getting 17 <laughs> points here. I don't think Stanford's live in this game at all, but they're not losing by but two touchdowns in a field goal. Yeah, they so are. So I'm locking up the 17 points, plus Re- 17 with just, Stanford. Just as a note, people, remember what my record against Cody is. Remember what's happened recently. So um, you literally won two, and then what's happened since. Yeah, what would you bet against me lately? We literally had a battle just a couple of days ago. What was it? Or no, last week we had a battle. What was it? Uh, Kansas State. And what the fuck happened there? You didn't give that as a pot pick. Yeah, we battled on it. I had you. You, oh, yeah, you had. Te- you took Texas Tech spread. I had Kansas State as a live money or live dog. But I also said I put a full unit on it. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. I'll give me the points of Stanford here. I'm taking 17. How many more do you have left? I'll, I'll match. I, I have some written down. I don't know if, completely if I want to give them out yet, but I... Uh, all right, we'll get to one... I, mean, I have two disgusting unders. That's okay. literally all I have left. Well, we can't go battle anymore because Tommy Total's over here. Just <laughs> Oh, he's got his over-unders over here. I've found my edge. I mean, I, hey, he, the, the, you've been winning them, so I can't argue with you. I'm just saying. 
you're probably going to I'm, gonna not, ha- I'm y- not getting the opportunities to catch up on this college football like record here because all, everything you bet's totals. Uh, I'm Wait. sorry. I'm here I'm here to make the people money. Especially yeah. the person in the chat, JR. We do have a good <laughs> we have a, do have a good mix here because you're giving out totals and I'm giving out the lines. Well, I here's the thing is I don't really like listening to the podcasts that where they do battle. Like cuz then like if we're looking for our podcast be- record like it does hurt it. Exactly. Automatically, if, like, obviously, I give the records out every week. Um, I actually did. We didn't I'm, last. I'm to say that. I didn't give it out today. Um, it, it, we automatically lose. We automatically hurt each other if we have a game. Like, I could hit something, and if, if me and Connor battled every single week, it'd be 500 every week. Exactly. So it does kind of hurt. Now, I do understand what you're saying. We should keep those separate from the records from now on. We'll do that. What? Me? If we, head to heads? If, if we go... Like, if you have an over and I have a just a side, then both of those will be into the record. Uh-huh. If you bet, if like today, like if you bet, you bet UCLA minus 17, I bet Stanford plus 17. Those are going to be excluded from the records. Should. It'll just be me and you head to head. Then our record probably yeah. looks better because yeah. I think we've had at least two, three. We've bets. had more head to heads this year probably than the last two, I would say. All right. You're going to hate this play. I don't care. They've been great. For the last however many years, granted, this might be the last year that we're going to be able to take advantage of them. Give me the under. I got to actually look to see how much, if it has moved. But either way, give me the under in Air Force versus Navy. Got it at 34 and a half. Trying to figure out. Damn it, scores and odds. You need to give me a search option. <coughs> uh, oh, there we go. Uh, it's still sitting around 33 and a half. Uh, Listener's actually in a better number than right. Well, no. You I heard that right. I have the under. So oh. I have it. I had it at 34 and a half. Granted, now it's 33 and a half, so it's dropped a point. Either way, Surface Academy unders have been one of the greatest hits over the last couple of years. Granted, all these service academies are starting to get into the habit of passing more. So I think it's a while, or I think this may be the last year that we get to hammer this trend like we have in the past. So enjoy it while it lasts under 33.5. Let's stay in that game, too. I'm going to take the points with Navy here and lay the it's plus 10. I can still get plus 10.5. Um, I don't. I mean that to more than anything. For one, both starting quarterbacks are out. Yes, you obviously don't downgrade either side when a service academy team loses their starting quarterback because the guy, the guy that's backing him up, has been in the system for four years. Typically, granted, granted, this Air Force quarterback may be the best one. Yeah, Lear is probably the best. I don't know because like Zeke Daniels was really fucking good last year. Yeah, no, you're right. But more than anything, and there has to say anything, the drop off from Daniels to this year hasn't been significant whatsoever. They're still a fucking wagon. No, honestly, they might be better. But be this is a better Navy team than a year ago. Um, I mean, more than anything, it's a system play. The spread's thirty three, and or the total's thirty three, and the spread is ten. Like, what does Vegas think the score's going to be? This is going to be a close game, and you're giving me ten free points. I'm thinking like a 17-10 football game here. Give me the points of Navy. Navy's also been look has looked really good too. The only the only shitty thing about this game though is I want Air Force. I need Air Force to win, 
and Navy to cover because I have the commander and chief, chief trophy bet. Too. Oh, yeah, we both have that. So I need to, to try to get a middle and get like double up on this one. All right. Last one for me. I'm not confident in giving the full under because it is at 30 and a half now. Or may have, has it dropped to 30 yet? Uh, I'm assuming you were, let me guess, you think I'm talking about an Iowa game. Yeah. Um, yeah. probably 30 and a half. So, oh, it's still 30 and a half. I mean, I have a play on that, but I think I, yeah, I got it at 31 and a half, which in this game is big, but either way, we're not giving out that under instead we are taking the Minnesota team total under 13 and a half. So disgusting. I like, dude, the Minnesota's offense has been trash. You've tried to make the transition with Cal Kaminas to being throw to being a team that throws the ball more. No offense when these teams try to go away from what their MO has been for years, i.e. Minnesota and i.e. Wisconsin. It does not work. So either way, I think that I, I don't see them scoring two touchdowns. I, I honestly question if they're even going to score one touchdown. Yeah, what did and, you say that bet was? It was like plus 1,500 for no touchdowns or something? Yeah, plus 1,500 for no touchdowns. Now, to give out my prop. I have one more. Oh, you're sticking the same game. Okay. I have one more play. Okay. I will give out my prop, and it's in this game. It's a lot. Sprinkle it. But Iowa defense, special teams, anytime touchdown, sitting at plus 700. I think there is so much value in that. I really do think that this team has at least a pick six or even a punt return for a touchdown. Because, I mean, Cooper DeGene, one of the better returners in what's, the big. What's his name to the quarterback for Minnesota? Is it Gal- Cal, uh, Cal Kaminas. Some, some Greek, I knew that. Um, he literally had two pick sixes against Michigan. Yeah, and who's the king of defensive touchdowns? That is the Iowa Hawkeyes. Exactly. They have, you're more if you're an Iowa fan, you have more faith in a de- defense scoring than the offense. Yeah, exactly. You wanted the most disgusting parlay I've ever t- told you in my life. I mean, literally every parlay you ever tell me is disgusting. Under thirty and a half, and then just take both of the team totals under. You can get it at two seventy five. Honestly, fucking. Because if one of them's gonna hit, they're probably both gonna hit. You know what's funny is I'm giving out a defense special teams touchdown while also trying to give out the under, which normally does not happen. Yeah, yeah. But you know who the enigma in that scenario is? Fucking Iowa. True. (laughs) Um, last one here. Country roads take me home to the place. You know that song's about Maryland. Laying with West Virginia. It's back to three. I'm laying the points of West Virginia against Oklahoma State. I'm fading a Gundy back-to-back weeks, something I... Should I just get to my live dogs now? Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, plus 142. Uh, wrong team favored. The, oh, no. Yes. You, you think Oklahoma State's six points better on a neutral field than West Virginia? I don't think of that, but I think then that... Then the wrong I team's th- not favored. I think the wrong team's favored. Oklahoma State should be the favorite in this game. For what What's the handicap on that? Like, what's your reasoning behind I it? think, if, if anything, it would be closer to one, one and a half. But I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying, like, Oklahoma State should be three and a half or three or anything like that. Here's the thing. 
since they've actually stuck to a quarterback, they have been good. Bowman has been a very, very good quarterback for them. This, this, this Oklahoma- is by far going to be the best defense he's faced. Yeah, but also this is completely spot too. Your con- Oklahoma State is coming off of a very, very good win against the Kansas team, while West Virginia just saw a Hail Mary lose a game for them. So what spot are you taking? Because that, like that sounds like a spot for West Virginia. No, they're dead. Uh, I wouldn't say dead, but yeah, I, th- I, just think, I just think that completely killed any confidence. And no offense, Oklahoma State's confidence has been up since that South Alabama yeah, game. You definitely did proof this is a Wisconsin, uh, West Virginia spot here. Like no. They're coming off of a, a loss like a tragic loss where they're going to bounce like a bounce back from Oklahoma State or they high. could just absolutely not bounce back and this turns West Virginia into the pumpkin that we thought yeah. they were. Oklahoma State is riding high off of a win against a Kansas team where they probably should have lost to if Yeah, granted we yeah, we were both on that. Bean kind of threw that game Justin. away. Yeah, Justin <laughs> Bean kind of threw that game away. What's his real name again? Jason. Yes. Um West Virginia is going to absolutely dominate the line of scrimmages on both sides of the ball in this game. I, I This is probably my favorite play of the weekend. Give me country roads. I'm laying the points. Um, Connor, to your live dogs the weekend, I know you have a lot. I still have a player prop to give out, too, so I'll get to that, too. All right, I got five that I'm sitting on. Um, I know I said I couldn't find a play in the Utah-USC game, but mm, sprinkle that Utah money line. Uh, Miami of Ohio. I have that one, too. Uh, and... I got it at when it was at minus 105 because it was that line was all over the place. I'm pretty sure that it's plus 110 right now. Either way, love that. Uh, Georgia State, plus 136. Game where I think the wrong team's favored. Uh, going against your Bama bet, uh, Tennessee, plus 260. Just sprinkle it. Who, who the fuck knows? And... Illinois plus one ten again another scenario wrong team favored. Yep, quite possibly there. Um, for me, I've obviously I gave out BYU wrong team favorite there. I'm taking BYU Miami Ohio. Um, I'm also going to give out Akron against uh, Bowling Green. It's God, plus two forty. You and this fucking Akron. No, team. it's more. It's not even that. <laughs> it's that they don't look. They didn't look terrible last week without DJ Arns. It's more the sprinkle is more. What do we know about Bowling Green? Like, yeah, about you don't fucking know most, what's going to show they're up. They're one of the most Jekyll and Hyde teams in all of college football, and they happen to play in the MAC, which is the most Jekyll and Hyde conference in the world. Yes, and that, it's not something going to play out right. It's going to be like thrown into some like lottery parlays. And the last one kind of breaks my heart here. I not would not be shocked at by any means if Indiana beats Rutgers. No, don't you dare put that into I'm, the universe. Don't will, you dare. I would not be we, shocked whatsoever. We need this win to go bowling. And I think they don't. We've already it. cashed our win total over. We need this to go bowling. We need Rutgers in a bowl game. We do, 100%. I'm just saying. And we don't need it by some fucking technicality we, during COVID. Yeah, we don't need that. Um, and lastly, my player prop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a little bit. Oh, go figure. Give me a player. Oh, you from the state of Michigan? Yeah, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Give me an Avery Johnson touchdown, anytime touchdown for Kansas State, and give me the Kansas State money line. Parlay those, parlay those two together against TCU because they're winning that football game. I, am, I, I, I really wanted to give out Kansas State, but man, I'm, I, 
I mean, I'm not going to give it out either, but, but that's the sign. But at the same... Well, the spot worries me because TCU with a backup quarterback. <laughs> TCU and the backup quarterback on the road. Have they... Well, Freshman okay, so now here is the thing that worries me about your player prop. The quarterbacks were listed as co-starters. But granted, the one thing that you do have going for you, when they're down in the goal line, which does like, happen for Kansas State a lot, he's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, they did score five touchdowns last week. I wouldn't do a two two or more touchdown bet. No, 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 like, no. Like, it's just not going to happen. But he's going to be, I think he gets one in there. Especially mm. if they get on the one-yard line, tush-push. This shit's undefeated now. Well, they don't, Kansas State don't really t- tush-push. I don't know. There's teams that were in the shot. Uh, FIU's a shotgun team. Well, no, if you, I mean, if you watch Avery's touchdowns in that game last week, he was able to just find the hole and, like, he's... He's a small dude. Well, I shouldn't say small. Scrawny dude. He still needs to put a little bit of muscle on, but he's able to squeeze through the tiniest of gaps. It's electric. Oh, God, yes. Um, So, I mean, that basically wraps up. Good luck to everybody in week eight. We are out of here. Peace.